Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to another episode here at The Rich Witch with your host, Natalie Grunchuk. I'm so excited <laughs> about this episode, per usual, but this episode is a long time coming because I think Luisa and I both felt like this was trying to move through us, like the message, the this entire episode, and apparently it needed to move through us together. So it was really, really special to record this with her, and I just, there. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here at the intro because the actual episode itself is so packed with incredible information and wisdom. So I just want to kind of leave you with something here. And that is to keep an open mind because you're either coming to this episode most likely from two different avenues. Either one, Christ consciousness, Jesus has been shoved down your throat and you're like, I'm so over this. This is not for me. And I would just say, keep an open mind because this is going to be an introduction to Christ consciousness on a different level that's maybe not going to be um, what you have already experienced. And the other avenues that you might be coming here and you have no uh, information at all, like you've never really had a relationship with Christ consciousness and this is your first time. So once again, keep your mind and hearts open. Allow anything from this episode to just penetrate through you, to really move through you and um, see what sticks, see what resonates and it's totally okay to make it your own. Louisa is such an incredible facilitator because she herself is so heart-centered and embodies such grace and I absolutely, absolutely love her. Louisa Meyer is a Reiki master teacher um, in the Yusui system of natural healing and she's an intuitive consultant based in Alexandria, Virginia, although I know she does take um, distance and, and um, remote clients as well. So Luisa is passionate about assisting clients in recognizing and strengthening their own intuitive abilities. She supports clients specifically with healing, balance, and peace by facilitating an awareness of wisdom and spiritual channels of communication. She is also certified in intuitive aura and past life readings, accredited by the World Metaphysical Association and American Council of Holistic Healers. Louisa especially enjoys combining Reiki with intuitive consults to help identify root issues on physical, mental, and emotional levels. She believes that each individual is his or her own best healer when it comes to clearing blockages, enhancing the inner light, and finding heart-based living. You can find her and listen to her podcast, Spiritual and Intuit, on iTunes, of course, and you can find her on Instagram, Spiritual Intuit, her website, and the rest of her links will be found in the show notes of this episode. And so without further ado, I just want to go straight in and enjoy. Uh, a full disclosure, right before this, <laughs> we were like, let's just get some notes down, which is funny because with my other interviewees, I haven't done that. We kind of just like, I give them like some basic questions that I'm going to ask them. We'll jump right in. 
But with this topic, because we have tried to record this before. True, true. It was, we were 10 minutes in and then we had this weird situation happen and we had to stop. Yeah. But we, afterward, like in discussing now, we're like, yeah, it didn't need to happen that day. It needed to happen yeah. like today. Yeah. Because it's such a big topic that we're going to be diving into. So I think before we can even get in it, I need to know who you are. <laughs> Let the audience know you are obviously a part yeah. of that, ma- that main conversation with Meredith uh, like three episodes ago. Yes. So. Such an awesome conversation. Yeah. I loved it. And it's uh, – you guys are such a great group of friends um, and powerful women. Uh, and so I'm Louisa. Hi, everybody. Um, gosh, that's my name. And uh, <laughs> who am I, though? I, what I are you mean, offering the world right now? What am I offering the world? I, I, that's been a huge question for me. But I think I have wanted to embody a lot of joy mm-hmm. and also leadership. Mm. I've been kind of realizing that my role is to to guide a lot even in my nine to five job um i offer a lot of like advice and counsel for people and that was something that has been like i've in the past year been in this place of a little bit of insecurity about Mm -hmm. and um i'm also a reiki practitioner and at first doing that it was kind of like well as I go along this, like, I feel like I don't know a single thing. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I even know? And so I think developing that space of like, maybe not knowing, but being a facilitator as a way of like, kind of using power in this empowering way, I guess Mm -hmm. you might say. So, um, that's currently what I feel like I'm bringing to the world and just kind of sharing experiences. Oh, I love that. That's very nice. I actually really, what I really admired that you just said was, you're like, well, I really want to embody joy. Oh, I That's like that beautiful. Yeah. It's like, every, you know, I've never heard someone ask, like when I'm saying, what are you offering the world? It's not like I'm bringing joy. It's like, well, I'm a so-and-so and yeah. I'm this, which yeah. is totally fine. But like, yeah, that was a really awesome answer. I mean, I just, I like interacting with people and feeling happy and seeing people smile and like, I don't know. What's like more great than that? Totally. <laughs> I feel like it's the totally. Best. And you know what's funny is that every time I talk about Louisa to anyone, I'm like, she's just an angel. Like, oh, I swear. And I know that's probably so like your ego's like, I don't know how to feel about this. Oh, but yeah. the the energy that you have and literally the way you look is very <laughs> angelic. <very> pale. <laughs> like nordic you know yeah. i told murphy was like our goal for the summer is to get tan I was like, why are you using the the like multiple pronoun i think you're talking about me yeah. that's so it, funny it really doesn't happen but that's yeah. amazing but it's just the energy like after you know you can always tell someone's energy sometimes not even with the first interaction if you're not really um looking for it but if you mm-hmm. want to know how you feel it's after you leave hanging out oh, with someone oh that's true you know because sometimes when you're just like thrown into a situation you're just yeah. in it you're not paying attention to the, like the emotions yeah of what your body is telling you but when you leave are you energized are you happy right. are you upset are you drained do you feel heard yeah. and i feel like with your energy it's just it's joy and it's grace 
Oh, oh, mm. I love that. It's beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like you, I, I mean, I remember the first time we all got together um, at your house, mm-hmm. and afterwards, I was like, I am buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we didn't even, you had that whole, you had, she had like a whole bottle of sangria, okay guys, and like, we didn't touch it. We didn't touch it. We didn't have a single, like, except for just like great food, healthy food. Delicious, healthy food. We had sage and angel cards. Amazing conversation. (laughs) And we were laughing a lot. And then we walked away and we were like, (laughs) totally. I remember putting you guys in the elevator and I'm like, bye. And I'm like, what just happened? Like, (laughs) vortex, like total vortex we were up pretty late too. yeah oh my gosh so funny it's a good example of like yeah you do feel a certain way Mm -hmm. after you're with someone and um yeah good so good well all that to say why uh louisa has a podcast spiritual into it yes and after she had me on her show over a year ago now probably two years ago um we had talked about Jesus, you know, who is yeah. Jesus? What does Jesus mean to us? And in the spirit world, the spirit world, in the spiritual community, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus can be very taboo in a way. Yeah. I mean, it just, it depends who you talk to, but some people are like, oh God, I've never even like read the Bible. Like, I don't even care. Like, yeah. oh, fuck this. And then there's other people who are like, I don't really know anything about like, Jesus, I don't need Jesus. And... It can sort of be this club of like misfits or like I have been personally victimized mm-hmm. by the Christian church. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, no, like mm-hmm. that that is it's damaged me and, and rightfully so for many people. Totally. But on the other hand, like we have had these experiences that we talked about. Yeah. And yeah, I'll let you kind of go. Ahead. Yeah, no, and it's just it's so juicy that we're like, okay, how do we kind of bite into it real quick. Right, right. Um, so as I was saying before recording this, we were kind of just jotting down some notes, some top like some topics we wanted to cover mm-hmm. so that there's some sort of framework. But in discussing our experiences with Christ consciousness, our heart <laughs> just completely like an egg. Just we just broke right open. I mean, yeah. first of all, the fact that we were both vibrating at the same point like we had the same understanding like we understand what that feeling is mm-hmm. and it, we were just weeping <laughs> yeah now i'm thinking like you got my mascara is it okay <laughs> i'm like my i like rubbed my face with my purple <laughs> lipstick there's lipstick so you know it's just it was so beautiful because it needed to come yeah. out like it needed to just express itself so that we could bring this to light for you and if you're a listener who you might be on the spiritual path, I'm just obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you're on the spiritual path and you don't necessarily have a relationship with Jesus either because you've never been introduced to that Christ consciousness mm-hmm. or because you have, you know, you've left the church and you you hear all these awful things about Christianity. And so that's just like out of the question. We kind of want to introduce... Um, a new perspective as spiritual people, what Christ can mean and do for you. Yeah. So our stories. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Louisa, tell me a little bit about what your original experience with Jesus 
and the church and sure. you know, Christ has been. Yeah, so um, I grew up. I, I grew up here. I'm from the Northern Virginia area, and I, my dad, I would say, and my mom, but like mostly my dad because he can get a little really into certain things, and one of them is mm-hmm. the United Methodist Church. Like this person, this man has bookshelves of the history of the church, wow. everything. Like he really like. It's one of his favorite things. The other thing is where he went to college, Randolph Maine. I actually went there too. So <laughs> I was like, didn't you go there? I did go there. Um, but uh, so that's like one of his most interesting things. And um, so uh, I guess I'm saying that because it kind of made an impact on me of like, there's something really special about the, about this particular way of looking at Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um and I still believe that, and I think that it's interesting to look back on those experiences now, but we went to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, you know, a traditional just like worship service. Um, and then as I got older, I was in youth group every Sunday, and like I did a lot of church activities. I did like handbells and choir. And so I was really interested in all of these things. And I had a really good group of like friends. And like when you're a teenager, that's just super important. A group of like men and or guys and girls that are all really just like close. And they've established these foundational relationships growing up in the same environment every single week. Um, And, but as we got into youth groups, so with respect to like the United Methodist Church in particular and Methodism, I guess, um, there's, and I guess starting with Protestantism, there's kind of this focus on if someone is not really familiar, it's like you're more directly in relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And as opposed to, I guess, Catholicism where it's like your relationship with God is kind of mediated by like this church hierarchy and by a priest or by a saint or like God is like up here and inaccessible and the lowly human is a sinner and mm-hmm. has to go up these levels right and um, and so that in and of itself speaks volumes because as a child I always felt like I could access God like I could pray to God at night mm-hmm. I could speak to him I could speak to Jesus um, I didn't feel any kind of like separation there. Um, maybe other people do. So mm-hmm. I think that was kind of special. And then as I got older, <clears throat> our youth group was really interested in like asking a lot of questions. And I guess I'll tell that story about my dad in the pew too. Like before I was even at the teenage age where you're like kind of expanding your mind and like thinking more abstractly. Um, I remember being in church once and like you, we were reciting the Apostles' Creed or something and everyone's saying the same thing and like I was next to my dad and he just didn't say one of the lines. And like for someone who is so like obsessed with the church and like everything that it's all about, I kind of was surprised by this and so I was like, why didn't you say that part? And he said, well, I just, I don't believe it. And so I thought to myself, huh, like, I don't know, it made an impression on me that you have the ability as, like, an autonomous person to think and ask questions and believe 
what you, what resonates with you, mm-hmm. I think. And um, so I just wanted to share that story because it was yeah. kind of one of those pivotal moments. But as I got older, then in youth group, we also like we would have like a lot of like deep conversations about the Bible. What does it mean? Is it supposed to be taken literally? Is it supposed to be interpreted this way? A lot of like theoretical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am thankful for those experiences because I really like, I gave it a lot of thought back then. Mm-hmm. And like I learned the process of asking questions and kind of like, Dive, not being afraid of those gray areas. Yeah. Because there's a lot of gray. A lot and of people gray. try to cut off the gray and they try to make it black and white. But yeah. I do believe we find a lot of space in the gray for growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is all so great, right? Because at a certain point, it's like with my experience, I um, grew up in a Southern Baptist church, born and raised into it. And... I always felt this connection with this God, like, and with Jesus. And I would, I had no, I was never ashamed of it. I was, I loved going to church. And I also grew into um, youth group and I had an amazing youth group that I went to. And, um, but there were certain parts that I still never really fully got behind, which was um, women can't be like, teaching the word of god in at least in the in baptist christian like you there can't be a female pastor mm-hmm. and so i was like that doesn't make sense like yeah. what so and i remember looking at my mom and be like but you're and even as a child being like she's such a i didn't have the words for it but essentially embodiment of christ yeah. that like why shouldn't she be able to go up and talk about it and that just didn't make sense to me um the the concept that there that we that reincarnation isn't like part of it i as a child was always resonating with reincarnation i remember having like just feelings of what my past lives would have been and so oh, that's that, amazing so yeah that's so, so that cool. did, i mean i would wear my mom's scarves on my head like hijabs and i my mom had these like little wooden spoons and bowls and i remember using like my like her brown very like the decadent ones, like the brown and yeah. gold with, like, little jewels. And I would put it on and wear a bunch of little necklaces. And I would – I was the youngest of three at the time. So <laughs> I – and my brothers, I, I was the only girl. So yeah. I just played by myself a lot. Yeah. So I remember, like, wearing that and wearing using these little bowls and spoons and pretending like I was, like, this poor little woman and uh-huh. and feeling like that made sense to me. Like, that right. – like, It, like, resonated with a certain experience. Totally. Yeah. and. And like the Middle East really mm-hmm. resonated with me, and like the whole culture, and yeah. and actually, to be honest, growing up uh, being Hispanic never resonated with me. Like the speaking, like the language, I was just like, yeah, like this is what we do, but I don't feel part of that culture. Yeah, as like as much as I was fascinated by like um, Iranian culture or. Um, Greek culture or like ancient civilizations as like a seven, eight, nine-year-old. So crazy because I had, I was also obsessed with like, um, (laughs) this is so, it's kind of like very specific and sort of nerdy, but (laughs) I was like, I wore bonnets all the time. I I I would transport myself into like 
Little House on the Prairie, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, kn- I know, I know that there's a part of me that, like, lived at that time yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And I, I played it, like, all, every day. Totally. All the time. I yeah. was like, I'm in a covered wagon and I, like. I could totally see that, too. Yeah, like, I'm in a log cabin and, like, I'm roughing it. Like, yeah, it was this land. whole, like, oh, roughing yeah. it thing, yeah. too, that yeah. it was just, like, and that's not how I grew up whatsoever, <laughs> so, right. you know, it was just very foreign, and so those experiences as a kid really, like, mm-hmm. made sense to me. Um, the other thing was, I remember being in fourth grade, and um, my family had a lot of, we, we were always a family that had a lot of open conversation. Uh-huh. My, the age difference between my eldest brother and I is 13 years so when he was going through a lot of his rebellion and his asking and searching for questions I was hearing everything because he was 13 years older than me Uh and you know my mom always welcomed us to ask questions and to have essentially like Socratic seminars every night that's what we would do and um, because she would read bible stories to my brother and I the middle one and I and read the Bible to us and pray with us and my eldest brother would always question it. Uh-huh. And so that's when I would kind of get this duality and I got to watch debates happen, healthy so debates right in front of me yeah. growing up. Like yeah. that was normal. And I remember being like, hmm, asking this question or she because my mom was like, God loves everyone and this and that. And every night we would pray for people in prisons, mm-hmm. people like who may not know that they are loved and that was really important to my mom and I was like huh and in fourth grade I remember asking well well you love everyone mom so you like you know God loves gay people too and she was like well no that's a sin and she's like it's not that I don't love them I will always love them but that's a sin and that and I was like so it's the same thing as like killing someone she's like yeah all sins are the same so this is of course in context of the bible right that is what's in the bible Mm-hmm. and I at nine years old was like just tears scrolling down just going down my face because yeah. I was like that's not right I, I remember thinking those are people and you know what that's probably because there was a part of me that was like I'm attracted to souls like right, right, uh, right. I'm not <laughs> like you know wow does that mean someone would shun me yeah. because I don't fit into whatever they think you know regardless if it's lgbt or whatever it is it's just like because i don't fit into this certain framework like at some point people would look at me and think i'm a sinner and so there was a lot of judgment and so as much as i always had this relationship with god i prayed every night i prayed throughout the day i always believed in jesus there were these things that were coming up that were leading the path for me to Mm -hmm. eventually exit yeah. When I got into high school, I took this awesome um, world religions class with an incredible, incredible teacher. And mm-hmm. she... Uh, was this part of that? Uh, the the IB program? program? Okay. Yeah. she. It was so wicked. Yeah. yeah. And, and like we were the only school in the county that offered in that program. this particular program. Yeah, right. And... Um, so I remember it was 11th grade and she was like, okay, let's, let's dive in. She goes, everyone say their name and what they believe in. And by that age, 
I had already been reading, you know, Dr. Brian Weiss about reincarnation. I had already been looking into energy and chakras and, and this and that. And I was like, and I just stood there, my voice shaking. And I was like, well, I believe in Jesus, but I don't call myself a, a Christian. Christian. I don't want to be associated with like the labels that come with being a Christian because I have no, and Dr. Osgood was a, uh, lesbian and so and she actually was um i forget what kind of christianity this is but it's the one where women can be priests you can be gay um something with an e i don't know episcopalian there yeah Yeah. that's exactly right yeah that well the united methodist church is uh currently has said no to that but Mm -hmm. or they well women women have always been able to be in the ministry but um like in There's leadership, but not like yeah. in as a teacher, essentially as a pastor. Oh, so, okay. well, <clears throat> and so I remember uh, like feeling that way. And the class was such a beautiful mix of Islam and oh. Judaism, paganism, oh, wow. um, of course, Christianity. And so it was a really awesome place to explore, to ask questions yeah. and have multiple answers. Did you find that there were some common things Mm -hmm. so the overarching theme she was like whatever you walk away with just know that at the base of every single religion is love that's it and so that was like wow so profound for me because i was taking a little bit from hinduism and and from buddhism and um even judaism and islam like there was there was something that um that's in the Quran that uh, one of my classmates has said, she was like, the reason we don't believe Jesus is the son of God, this, this prophet, right? Is because he came onto earth as man. And think about the sun. You look up at the sun and you can't even stare at it because it's so bright. It's blinding you. If you stare into the sun, Uh that is just a, one of the creations of God. God, you couldn't even be in the rever, you know. Yeah. And so that made I was like, wow, how beautiful is that? That like mm-hmm. you can't even stare into the creation because it's that powerful. So imagine the creator. Yeah. Um, and we can kind of dive into like some more of what that, you know, interpretations of what that might look like for yeah. Jesus and yeah. coming here and everything. But that was what I was walking away with. And in college, I took, of course, I was like, do I major in theology? Do I major in psychology? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't, it was very passionate for me. And eventually it was just, I don't, like, that's it. Like, I, I'm not in this Christian faith. I don't have a relationship with yeah. Jesus. Because the more I was drawn into energy work and law of attraction yeah. and all of these things that were like, very much based on you like all the answers are you 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 based you don't really yes there's a creator but yeah it's just how to heal yourself yeah that i lost touch with jesus altogether altogether Mm -hmm. so how at what point for you that's kind of how i had to exit where you were like where i was like this is more like I can take care of myself. Like, I don't really need 
this extra thing. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I I can talk to my angels and my guides, but at the end of the day, it's about me. It's yeah. my free will. Right. It's my incarnation on earth. I don't need anything else. Yeah. Um, I can use the law of attraction because that's a law, you know? Like, right. I don't need anything else. Yeah. So that's kind of where I parted and I um and I lost my connection with Jesus but how did you maybe start because as a Reiki practitioner yeah how did you even get into that without having to abandon or contend even like with all Mm -hmm. of that stuff yeah Yeah. oh my gosh so um I think so towards the end of high school I think that is where it kind of so, I mean, the way I think that I've described my, like, church experience growing up and then through most of being a teenager was it was pretty open-minded and, like, it was pretty welcoming and inviting and, like, accepting of who, who I was to that point. And, um, and a lot of it was, like, very theoretical, like I was saying, and, like, but there came a point in my life, like, where I think... there was a difficult relationship I had that ended and um there was some like physical trauma and emotional trauma and I I really like that really affected me like I I I separated from that whole part of myself like something broke Mm -hmm. and fragmented yeah Mm -hmm. it was like my soul it fragmented my soul and I think from that point on it's funny because like I actually consider that person probably one of my greatest teachers of course yeah and on a spirit level it's probably one of your soulmates Soul and your soul mates. family because you right. choose for these experiences to happen yeah mm-hmm. and um I remember at one point my mom taking me to a family friend who was a pastor mm-hmm to kind of go through this exercise of like it was more of like almost like a psychological exercise mm-hmm. of speaking with a person in a chair that where he wasn't there but like I don't know it was very kind of weird but it was also in the church in like an empty sanctuary mm. and um, my mom was there and like he was there and I just it was also the a friend was there not the, your not ex my partner. ex not yeah. my ex but okay. it was like a family friend that was a pastor and um I mean I I love this person dearly mm-hmm. like family friend but um also it just wasn't resonating with me at the time and it I I, I felt like it it wasn't what I needed mm-hmm. and I just felt so broken that I felt like nothing could heal it and I I felt like a bad person I felt like I am a bad person and like this belief that I'm like kind of like there's a part of me that's darkness that's this big darkness is like it was like the the primary mode of my my thinking and operation with myself um and maybe it had been there like some things in childhood like precipitated that as well but this kind of broke it open and I think that's when I just kind of fell away like my relationship with church with God with Jesus with a lot of the spiritual side of me and feeling like I felt whole Mm -hmm. there and then um 
you know, through college, you kind of like go through different relationships, experiences. Like I studied abroad. I had, I had great experiences, but then it was sort of after college that I, um, I got a book from a very close dear friend, um, called messages from Michael. And it was like, um, I read it and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Cause it was like channeled messages and it describes people's reincarnation stories and mm-hmm. everything like that. And I was like, nothing has made more sense to me than this. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. And I'm, I, I'm an Aquarius, so I really like all of the like thinking about yes. things and like thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. And I always did feel like there were things about Christianity, kind of like you said, that just didn't really resonate with me. Like this whole thing of um, he he died so we can have eternal life and the whole heaven thing. And I was like, uh, people get so wrapped up in this, but it just mm-hmm. doesn't seem I can't. It doesn't resonate with me. It just, I can't make sense of it like that. Like, I I didn't understand it, Mm -hmm. and I never did. But it was foundational. Like, it's one of these big things and tenets, right? And, um, but when I read this, for some reason that, like, I was like, yes, this is, but it was kind of like a gateway. That's how it was with Many Lives, Many Many Lives, Many Masters Masters. by Dr. Brian Weiss, because it was like, there's an in-between, and there's guides, and Yes, yes. And, and this is being documented. There's incarnation, you know. Right, so it's and like, it's like more. It's like these are not like and then isolated. you're in a hole. Like you have yeah. to keep going. Yeah, it's <sighs> like this rabbit trail. And yes. so that's kind of the experiences that I think a lot of people maybe listening have had with mm-hmm. different things. Maybe it was astrology for you, or maybe sure. it was like crystals. You know, something kind of out of the mainstream that caught your attention, that like sucked you in because it it like satisfied some part of you that wasn't previous that like it wasn't working before Mm -hmm. and um I really I really like that I also had taken a class on like the history of the 60s like the semester before and so I was kind of coming off that like I I'm like so interested in all of this and I was like (laughs) you know um like the the like everything that they were talking about like philosophically at the time was like I don't know it, it was crossing into all these different territories in my brain. And so, um, anyway, I kind of, I just, like, got really interested in, like, learning as much as I could. And, but I, I wasn't, there's a difference between learning and intellectualizing mm-hmm. and doing the work to change yourself and your patterns. And so, all this time, I'm still believing the story that I held from those experiences. Like I I have I have these parts of me that I I dislike so much that I'm I'm fragmented. I'm mm-hmm. still fragmented and but as I continue down the path, I think I began to realize that like there's more to this than just learning about um spirituality it's like i want to i want to understand why i feel the way i feel and i want to heal myself i don't want to hold on to this anymore mm-hmm. and i think it was a long process um but 
I guess that's why I stepped away and like what brought me into kind of like the spiritual yeah. realm, I guess yeah. I would say. I have a question for you yeah. as someone who also grew up this way. What about modesty? Because oh. I know for me, not not only being in a Hispanic culture where like women are have to be virgins, it's this whole thing, you know? Yeah. And also being a Christian modesty we did true love weights which was uh-huh. at i think at 13 years old no 12 actually at 12 years old you wear a purity ring you make a testament yeah. to the church and all these things while i was going through the process i remember being like mm, yeah <laughs> yeah like well that's like one of i think that was one of the like big damages right because um, it's so good that you asked this question because I I attended one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of our youth group went to a retreat, mm-hmm. and then they ended up doing the ceremony like that, and that was new to all of us. Okay, completely. And like the the leaders that were there with us were, well, I heard later they were like some parents were angry because they were like we did not think that they were going to have to do anything like that. But anyway, we were supposed to make a pledge like that. That was yeah. the only time I experienced something like that. And it wasn't a big focus, I think, fortunately. Um, but um, my, you know, we don't we don't really address sex very well in general. Mm-hmm. I think um, in school or, you know, it's a difficult thing for parents to kind of work through in real time in with general, their kids. Yeah. And, the whole issues of consent and things like that. Um, and I I didn't really associate any traumas related to that with church per se, but more like, yeah, like with, um, with my family, mm-hmm. I think. If- I know like for a lot of the people I knew, it was like, the concept of masturbation was there was so much shame yeah there was so much shame there was so much shame around even having curious interest Mm -hmm. i remember we were told if you feel sexual feelings run 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 if you if there's an opportunity for something run Run. like every single time it was like escape, escape 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 and suppress and don't feel. Yeah. And and what um, that does for women too is that now right. as adults you have a bunch of women who have no idea how to allow pleasure even right. though they're consciously like I'm a grown adult I'm having sex this is consensual yeah. like I don't this doesn't affect my spirituality but they don't know how to receive. And then there's men who because it was this naughty thing that they were doing and they were kind of being slapped on the wrist for now there's men who were like well sex to me can only feel naughty and it's not a holy thing sexuality is is now not something that's holy as it should be because the men can are kind of getting off on this concept of oh it needs to be naughty and if it's not naughty it's not hot right and then there's women who don't know how to receive pleasure receive it and it is it becomes this whole perverse thing perverse absolutely an addiction yeah you know because there's this like energetic imbalance we don't know how we're told that we serve a purpose and i know that this is this was not like a method of thought like imposed upon me but i know that for a lot of people you believe that the man is the head of the house. It's right. all about 
you know, the man and, um, and, uh, like, as a woman, you're kind of like, you you're playing the support role, your support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you are there for, a, for that kind of like sexual purpose. And, and then the whole idea of being pure and that you're like a used, and in, in some like, I think in, you know, languaging, really yeah. strict religious sex, like, you're considered dirty Mm -hmm. and you're told that as soon as you are um sexually like touched at all you're you're damaged like you are worthless and imagine the people who have gone through sexual abuse what that feels like to be like oh well this has already happened to me so now i'm impure right i'm less i'm not a person Mm -hmm. and i remember even seeing my mom who um was a single mom and just did everything and I have a great dad too but in the household it was just my mom Mm -hmm. and she was doing everything she was raising us she was taking care of us she was um working all day you know and I remember thinking so how does that make sense if the male is supposed to play this role and the woman is supposed to be submissive, but that's not what I'm seeing. What I'm ex- right. my life experience is that my mom is doing everything, and, and she's, she's a boss, and she's a boss at it. <laughs> yeah. Yet she's not allowed to be up front as a leader. That doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah. And so there was just that as a woman mm-hmm. for me as being a very fiery person it was just like that no fuck that like yeah (laughs) no yeah you're like this isn't you know justice for mom kind of right exactly (laughs) so all of that to say there was a very uh good reason for having to walk away from everything I knew I mean I had to rediscover everything the Uh world from new eyes of like not necessarily being agnostic because I always believed in a higher power. Yeah. Whether I believed that was a man with a beard in the sky who was judging yes or no, you're going to heaven, or it was this loving energy force field that gave us options to incarnate. Yeah. Um, and to experience more of us, mm-hmm. you ourselves. know, ourselves. Like, yeah, and I think... There was a lot of things that, like, I was exposed to, like, like I said, like, an open-minded view, but then there were those, those experiences I had with people very close to me where I felt it rigid, and I felt the judgment, and I felt the them, and I'm me, like, there's an other, but, like, Mm -hmm. I am, um... I'm of the, like, the saved ones. Like, mm-hmm. a, a, like a yeah. differences in a group, which is, is separation. Totally. But I did feel like I just didn't buy it. I just mm-hmm. didn't buy it. All the purity stuff and, like, the – I think even at that that age, I was like, I can't, I can't wrap my head around this. I can't put myself into a box, a box. to confine yeah. my Because you're mind. out of the box. Yeah. yeah, I was like, no, 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 we're going to explore this. But I just didn't really – have exposure to the things that would allow for that and so that book like once I read it I was like there's more out here that is 
it's just so cool. Yeah. Um, How did you have to... I always like I a lot of my clients are what I call closeted mystics, right? Yeah. So they're come they're in this place where I'm like, okay, maybe me like five or six years ago, mm-hmm. six years ago, where I'm like, you know, in this in between phase of feeling super solid about my beliefs, but also like abandoning beliefs, right? So yeah. just figuring it out, and you don't necessarily know how to like talk about it with people because you don't want judgment, right? Because yeah. you. I personally, I remember being on the other side where um, where being in the Christian group, they would look outside and be like, oh, those poor people are so lost. Yeah. And the yeah. poor souls and this and that. And there was a lot of like judgment. Yeah. Not from everyone, but yeah. from a lot. Yeah. A lot of judgment. And I was like, oh, they're going to judge me. They're going to talk about me that way. Mm-hmm. And how do I do that but then I also didn't have this wonderful community now where we can have these amazing conversations yeah. yeah so how did you maybe kind of come out of the closet as this like crystal having <laughs> you know numerology astrology <laughs> energy worker kind of person Reiki, Reiki. Yeah. how did you come out to your parents about it or maybe oh, your pastors <laughs> or like what 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 was your story in that chapter of your life Wow, yeah, I think, what was the first situation? I have a, I have a really good friend, um, my, one of my best friends, um, and, uh, you know, we've always had sort of like a divergence of opinions and healthy conversations around, like, the more liberal, expanding like oh I'm gonna like think outside the box on all these topics and um she'd be like well the bible says this and like like this is this is the line you know this is where you draw the line and um I remember like we were at a lake house and her her um grandmother's lake house and like we had we were just having a conversation in the hot tub and I I said something about reincarnation because I had read that book mm-hmm. and I was like, well, what if Buddhism, like, you know how, or like Hinduism, like they, they emphasize like you, you come in and you come out of these cycles. And to me, it makes so much sense because you see it in nature. Absolutely. I see when you see something in nature, it's like this little metaphor of mm-hmm. life, like what we're experiencing on like the seasons, a everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And I kind of described that and like, I mean, it was, that, it was tough because I, I, I sense like, like when you're in that situation and you both care, it's like, okay, but maybe we need to, for now, agree to disagree. Right. And, but I, I felt brave. I felt like. I guess courageous and kind of like being able to talk about it because I wanted to be true to like where my mind was at that time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that was one of the first experiences I had with kind of like uh, dipping a toe out of the closet, right? But that was even before I had gotten into like spirituality or crystals or anything like Mm -hmm. that and uh 
um, crystals. I keep saying crystals, but I really did get into crystals. I was <laughs> loving the crystals. Um, and so I kind of did it like in the closet, mm-hmm. uh, just like myself for a while. Um, and I met I met you guys, and like we, I got my attunement from Meredith, and we were doing Reiki shares. And at the same time, I was sort of becoming more aware of things that were not serving me in mm. my patterns and myself yeah. and had you stopped going to church at this? I did yeah. I did I definitely I pretty much stopped going to church like before college okay well at, at, during college basically and I um I would still go when I came back from you know on breaks and with my parents and things like that but it just didn't resonate as a as a place where I wanted to be anymore where I mm-hmm. felt spiritual I guess you could mm-hmm. say and spiritual in the sense of like I feel I feel at peace I feel meditative I feel zen kind of like that's going on a walk that's like um playing music or singing mm. like I find a sanctuary in those spaces so much and you are the I, temple of God yeah mm-hmm. you're the t- you you can create your temple at any time mm-hmm. and so um but like it didn't I wasn't thinking that that those exact words but I was kind of experiencing it in my own way yeah without playing consciousness. With yeah mm-hmm. um so I had stepped away from church to that point and like um I was a little bit more like yeah I did kind of swing the other way where I was like no like church isn't for me you know I'm really like on the spiritual path and like Christianity is like too it's too rigid and restrictive like you know it needs to we need to like open up and be more expansive and I guess I kind of felt like there was maybe a way though inside me to reconcile things like did your relationship with Jesus throughout this entire process waver yeah Definitely. I think so. I mean, he was always with me, I think. And I I feel that. But it was like I was so cut off from myself that I couldn't feel that presence. Mm -hmm. And that's how I learned, like, what he means to me, which is that when you when you know you know when you've been like separated from who you are and you can come into being however that might be on your journey and like feel the vibrancy and like the love of being able to start again Mm -hmm. that was when I was like oh my gosh like I want to wear my cross like I want to I just, I, I love everything that I ever felt of with Jesus. I, I feel him around me and I feel him in, in my heart. Um, but it took a lot of hard work to get there and everything along the way built on to like, I guess my experience of that coming back. How did you, what was this new relationship with Christ? Like, how did it look like? Because 
before it was in the context of a church and of a a a belief a religion history of that but coming into a new relationship Mm -hmm. what was different It's weird. It kind of like, it's almost like everything and nothing. Mm, yeah. Like, I kind of mentioned this before we started recording, but when I felt that again for the first time, I just, I kept seeing Jesus as almost like my child self. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look at pictures of who I was as like this three-year-old kid that was like painting and singing and dancing and this creative just like aura of love Mm -hmm. and so that was me at one point so coming back to yourself yeah yeah and but with all of this like gratitude because when you when you don't know the separation you can't like i i just got this new appreciation for like being alive and being who i am and and feeling happy and feeling whole um and that is the I believe like in my heart I feel that that's the unconditional love of Christ is like being able to feel whole again and how overwhelmingly graceful and and in gratitude you feel mm-hmm. when you have that feeling of like no matter what you've been through no matter what experiences you've had you are you, you are welcome to receive a new day, yeah. a new experience, new life in any moment. That's like the most groundbreaking and profound thing that I think people are coming to maybe see differently mm-hmm. through through many different angles. Like it's um you know something we learn in Buddhism of like meditation and finding the present moment mm-hmm. Christ is there yep you know at the center of of presence like be still and know that I am God that mm. you are God that we're all God like God is within us and so I think in kind of like experiencing this whole thing of life I guess is just this like newfound appreciation for Jesus but almost like he's he's sort of a guide for me, not really like um, I would say I'm going to church or like I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, I don't know. Totally. How do I no, I, I totally yeah. get that because how I came around to Jesus again, essentially, was I had gone away to a three day retreat and it was about healing trauma I had no idea that the facilitator was going to reintroduce or introduce, I should say, Christ consciousness. Um, And the reason I say Christ consciousness versus Jesus is because Jesus is 
the man. It's the historical figure. It's this person in the Bible. And Christ consciousness is the energy that you get, or also called Holy Spirit, right? But then if you say Holy Spirit, it's like in the context of being a Christian. So let's just say Christ consciousness. That's what resonates for me in this new relationship. It's the energy, right? It's the vibration of love, Mm -hmm. of joy. And in this three-day retreat, we're healing trauma and the stories that you hear. And it was people who were... I was probably the youngest, of course. Like, of course, I'm always <laughs> the youngest anywhere. I'm like, whether I'm teaching a class or I'm out of class. And um, it was people in their 60s, 70s, 50s who had been carrying pieces of themselves, fragmented pain, trauma, um, just of resentment they had been carrying um they couldn't forgive themselves i mean it's so many different walks of life and the facilitator who i would love to actually have on the show sometime um put it out there (laughs) (laughs) yeah she introduced christ consciousness although we were talking about chakras although we were talking about Um, incarnations and choosing this Mm -hmm. for ourselves and all these amazing things but on the third day she kind of put things into a sentence so you basically were declaring an affirmation mine was I am healed and I live in total peace and love Um, and it took me a while to even create that because I didn't know that that was something I could again have mind you I had been a Reiki practitioner for a few because this was two years ago right so I had already been doing Reiki I had already had a pretty solid foundation of like who I was and um but there was still this piece of me so um she kind of asked us a few questions and a few of the questions were what is playing out in my life that I wish to heal uh what is the strongest emotion I feel with this issue who is involved? Uh, looking back, when did I first feel this emotion? And um, again, who is involved? Yeah. So it's it's just getting really clear on the principle of the trauma that the you're trauma. that you're dealing right. with because mm-hmm. there's this wound that is created like a million other wounds. So yeah. it's like getting back to that main one. Right. Um, and again, that is so true because I had always walked with Christ. I'd always had this beautiful relationship. My mom would be like, if Christ comes knocking at your door, will you let him in? And I was like, yeah, yeah. like this is my yeah. body is a home for Christ. Yeah. And that felt so normal. Like it felt fine. And it wasn't at all uh, something that was just passed on. It was, I, I chose it. Yeah. And, um, and so while we're in this experience, Actually, I should say, going back, like, where that separation came from was out of trauma, was out of pain. Because you, as a child, you're like, where was this God? Where was this yeah. this, this redeemer? You know, where was this thing that was supposed to protect you, essentially? Yeah. And my mom, in Spanish, like, when you talk about God you, from a place of endearment, you call him father, like, like daddy, like father. father um, yeah. So 
he would always she would always be like your father is taking care of it like not just your earthly father but anything your father is nurturing you you are a child yeah and so in this place fast forward to two years ago she's kind of walking us through you know there's nlp involved there's energy Mm -hmm. work involved with all these things Mm -hmm. even though she may have not said it yeah and there was this in between she's like okay now we're preparing for the work some of you have already done the work and you're not even realizing it and um so what she would have us do is think about the scenario think about the thing that we needed to forgive and we had all these feelings and emotions and so when we did this um this kind of preparation for it we all went into meditation separate separate places you know there's like a zen garden so i'm laying uh-huh. there on the grass just staring at the sky and there i remember it was very green because i was like looking up and there's trees it was green trees like the blot the sky was very blue everything's very green and i'm just looking up and i'm like okay if jesus if you're there like i'm i'm open i'm receiving and it was in that moment that my entire body was filled with peace that I had I hadn't felt since I was a child again feeling joy love like no worry in the world no pain no trauma and it was just peace and so I sat there just weeping like weeping and weeping and I I, I remember asking Jesus I was like where were you like where have you been angry right and I I heard this voice that usually with my intuition it's my own voice but not emotional right it's just kind of a neutral version of my voice Uh this wasn't that it was this out of this world just um mind like transmutation I don't know it was just it just arrived in my mind and it was I've always been here I never left. I never left. And that, and I just like, that just like knocked me out even more. And, and so it was this beautiful like hug that I was receiving. It felt you like, could feel in every it felt cell like a hug body. in every yeah. cell in my body. And it, I would have never been able to feel it to that level had I not walked away and uh, experienced what it was to be without that yeah that vibration that peace yeah. that consciousness yeah and so when we all reconvened um she had us experience whatever it is that we needed to release whether mm-hmm. it was a certain moment or years or whatever it was a conversation and relive it in our mind oh interesting and i felt nothing like I felt nothing and I was just like okay like forgiveness like this is forgiveness and I I, and really I think it wasn't until that moment that I ever even really understood what forgiveness was truly um yeah truly and what was so cool was like I said I didn't even know that she was going to be introducing this concept of Christ consciousness but days before this retreat I had this urge to listen to worship music that I had loved growing up. Yeah. And I was like playing it on Spotify and I was just like, wow, like just receiving, like feeling it yeah. and loving it. 
And I was like, I had no idea, because of course time doesn't exist, that all of that was part of my healing. Yeah. That all of that was softening my heart a little bit. You were pre- he was preparing you. you preparing know, you were me. working with that yeah. energy already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what you just said. You were working with that energy. That's exactly what my relationship is with Jesus now. And so as you're listening to this, it's not like, oh, hey, we're trying to convert you into something. It's more, I want to offer you what it's Jesus as a tool. Yeah. You know, because people will completely miss out on Jesus as a vessel for grace, for forgiveness, for absolute pure love because of the stigmas and and labels attached yeah. to the word Jesus. Right. And the, the Christ consciousness, you know, it's like this there's this book here living buddha living christ and it's so interesting to kind of like think about you know there's going to be different vibrations that resonate with different people but in this journey i guess like once like i had sort of this i i don't think there was ever one there's a primary experience that i can like sort of point to where a huge healing happened for me when suddenly I felt um, the union. Mm -hmm. I felt the union. And then after that, I began to feel called. Like I I got the worship music. Like Mm -hmm. I would have these songs come into my head. Mm -hmm. Like come thou fount of every blessing. Like why am I thinking these lyrics right now? Mm -hmm. Or um, uh just a call back to Jesus, yeah. to, to, to Christ, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and I began to like see this vision of like emerald green light. And I, whenever I did Reiki, I began to, I was like, this doesn't feel right without Jesus mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I call on him. Mm-hmm. And so as I would say, like, I will ask him to be with me mm-hmm. and if he's there, I can, I just like can see in my mind, like this emerald light that like comes through and is in the heart and then it comes through the hands. And I don't know that that, it was like a certain point after that, when all of these things started coming in and I was pretty weirded out by it Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's like you were at that retreat where you had been like exploring this and you're like, oh, oh, okay, like, we're back. Like, mm-hmm. what? what's this energy and how do I work with it and, like, reconcile and integrate? And But it feels so wholesome. Totally. I feel so, so healing and so loving. And so, um, you know, there's a, a wisdom in, the, in this, this teaching of, like, a Zen Jesus of um, – forgiveness and and love and and grace and and like re remembering who you are and finding new life and um my experience with that is that it's in your life that you can do that it's not a verdict that's like given to you when you actually physically die right but it's something that is available to you 
no matter what you've been through. Totally. And um and so I think the 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 I'm so thankful to be able to have this conversation and kind of share that side of it because it's it's a tough topic and there is a lot out there that's like difficult to reconcile. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I we, would say yeah. yeah, and I would say like the what I would want people to take away from my two cents into this is whether you're coming from a place where the church or the Bible or whoever hurt you, I totally understand and I validate that. But what what the facilitator at the retreat had told me, she was like, people have just thrown Jesus out with the bathwater, right? Like you're just abandoning Jesus, but there is something to it. Yeah. Like there is, there, the Christians have something right when it comes to that relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, everything else I make no excuse for or like yeah. attachment to. <laughs> I like, I don't, don't I, condone st- certain I things. still do <laughs> not condone. I still do not use the Bible as my anything really. But what I invite you to do is if you feel called, introduce Jesus into your life. Have a conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Just how many people are like introducing, you know, using astrology or using this mm-hmm. or using that. Like all these wonderful divination tools or speaking to your angels, or your guides. Mm-hmm. I would say if you are open to receiving Jesus, is vi- the Christ consciousness vibration into your world, into your life, it will... It is the vessel that can completely open the doors to forgiveness. And through yeah. forgiveness, through love, through grace, yeah. anything is possible. Yeah. The illuminator of your heart. Mm-hmm. And when you're living from your heart, it's going to look different and it's going to take on so many different forms, whoever you are, because you're a unique expression living in a connected world. We come in and we incarnate separately, mm-hmm. but... The truth is, and through through my experience, I felt separated, and then I integrated, mm-hmm. and that's when I felt the magic of my own being. I feel empo- I felt empowered. I felt sacred. I felt like I can love others, and we kind of do that in our own way as humans. But when we're living from our hearts, we are all connected, mm-hmm. even in our individual expressions, and so. I think the beauty of Christ consciousness is that it's going to be expressed in this beautiful way, just depending on who you are and how you find it for yourself. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (sighs) So awesome. (laughs) Wow. That's a lot. (laughs) It it is. It's a lot. It is so a lot, but it is like. It's really just like, it's very happy. And so. Yeah. I'm so glad we finally got to explore this topic because, guys, it was like back in this living room of like two years ago, two years ago, yeah. like almost. And we we were kind of like, uh, we we totally did the law of attraction, and it was mm-hmm. amazing, yeah. amazing. Like people still are like, that was such a great podcast. I love it. <laughs> so y'all check it out. You'll learn so Woo-hoo. so much from Natalie, and um, but like. Afterwards, she was like, I have all these Bible verses flagged for us to talk about. And I was like, 
We'll get to do it sometime. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And I don't know why I had like jotted down all these Bible verses because it was important to me that I was like, oh, maybe we can talk about how like, you know, how law of attraction fits into the Bible and how some people like have uh, rejections to it because they are Bible focused and we never got to it. But yeah. And now it's like who I am now. It's just another, I hadn't even gone through that experience yet. I needed to go through that experience to be able to even be here because at the time I was like, Oh, I know Jesus from a very uh, theological conceptualized, like, image person but not necessarily from a place of relationship relationship direct Mm -hmm. experience yeah yeah so um if you had any piece of advice to give someone who is in this in-between world where they're trying to figure it out one piece of advice what would it be keep healing yourself keep like keep just don't don't give up on on finding finding that love for yourself unconditional self-love because if you're listening to this I, it's it's like the hardest thing a soul can do mm-hmm. a soul can undertake it's like the hardest lesson but um it ends up being like the most profound thing i think that you can share and offer the world so keep Keep doing the work because when you heal yourself, you heal everyone. Else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're heal healing the, the collective. Yeah, yeah, you're healing the collective. So, you got it. <laughs> Thank you, Louisa, so much Thank for being you. here. Thank you for your wisdom, your stories, and this will not be the last time we have Louisa on the show. Ah. I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, guys, I had so much fun. Where can people find you? Oh, they can find me. So I've been a little like MIA on social media, and it's for a good reason. Um, but I, I will, I will be back. And uh, but in the meantime, you can find me. I have a website, Louisa K Meyer, M E Y E R. It'll be in the show notes too. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, and um, uh, I do have an Instagram too. That's um, spiritual and into it is my podcast. So it's like I N T U I T. And definitely word. check out her podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many great episodes on there. Yeah, it's great. And I I've been on a little hiatus uh, um, from it like in the past few months because I was doing a t- yoga teacher training and a lot of like different things. But I really want to get back into it. I love doing this. So yeah. I'm I'm ready to start up again. Um so yeah, there'll be more coming from me and I'm really looking forward Ooh. to it, guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. Well, we are signing off.